Whether on the go or at the table, get lost in a conversation about everything coffee with your host, Eric Ortiz. Hey, and welcome to Everything Coffee, a podcast that brings in different people weekly from all walks of life to talk about everything coffee. And today I'm joined by Jim Morton, owner of Liberty Beans Coffee Company, one half at least, a patriotic play on a roastery that pays homage to the United States and the men and women who have protected it, both having backgrounds in teaching with his wife, heading towards retirement, and Jim having been a chef in the past, it is soon that Liberty Beans Coffee Co. would start featuring different roasts, origins, and even delivery methods for coffee, whether it be for events, fundraisers, or even direct-to-consumers. The company has seen much success across the country in contributing to the community and other projects along the way. You can visit Liberty Beans Coffee at libertybeanscoffee.com and on IG at Liberty Beans Coffee. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jim Morton. Jim, how are you? I couldn't be any better. Thanks so much for uh, for talking with us. We're honored to be uh, part of your podcast. Ah, no, no, no. It's 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 actually a, a pleasure to have you on, and um, I, I'm I'm so thrilled because it, it's it's a different aspect of of coffee that we have yet to cover. Because of, of kind of how you operate and, and um, offer different variety services, it, it's just unique in the sense that we've never really talked to anyone in that case. But uh, Jim, it, it, it's it's a great name, Liberty Coffee, uh, Liberty Beans Coffee Company. Tell me a little bit about how this all started, because I, I read right now that you used to teach. What do you used to teach, by the way? So uh, I, I'm a chef, and I taught culinary arts at a uh, vocational high school Fantastic. for 20 years. That's awesome. So, so you have quite the background already on on uh, on your palate and understanding flavor and and just uh, nuances and and, and just uh, that world of of food and and service. Yeah, I, I think that's one of the things that's unique about our coffee is that it is chef driven. That uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about flavor in a cup and um yeah i you know my favorite thing is to get a new origin in and roast a sample of it and you know kind of dial in the uh, roast level and then decide if it should be sold as a single origin or or in a blend and then what percentage of other beans should be added to it so yeah that's that's definitely the best part of my day absolutely and so you 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 and your wife both co-own the company Correct. Yeah. So my wife is a scientist. Uh, she's actually a, a PhD scientist. She doesn't like me uh, <laughs> uh, bragging about it that way. But uh, yeah, so um, Diane also teaches. She's a high school science teacher, uh, teaches all types of science. And, uh, you know, the cool thing about our company is roasting coffee is the perfect combination of culinary arts and science. So she's definitely the brains and the beauty behind the operation, and I bring the palate, and uh, <laughs> and together we uh, we got this thing rolling. We're pretty proud of it. It, it was it was kind of um, it, how how did one get into that realm of 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 you're you're obviously in, in culinary arts. You do the teaching, your wife science backgrounds PhD. But how does one fall into the realm of all of a sudden I own a roastery? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, we've both been teaching for over 20 years and uh, we were thinking, you know, what are we going to do when we stop teaching? And uh, obviously we wanted to stay active. Um, I always had the entrepreneur bug. Uh, we have two children who are grown and we'll talk about them a little bit. But, um, 
you know, the long story is I was kind of searching online for small companies that were for sale, uh, kind of food related companies. We knew we didn't want a restaurant cause that's just a, a very difficult road to be successful today. Yeah, definitely. And I found a small coffee roasting company that was for sale and we weren't ready to buy the company, but I called and chatted the guy up. And afterwards I said to Diane, you know, this is a pretty cool thing. I, I think we should buy a, a small roaster and, and see if I'm any good at roasting coffee. And how'd that turn out for you, Jim? <laughs> yeah, oh, it turned out pretty well. So we bought a small, you know, Baymore sample coffee roaster in the garage. Oh, wow. Bought green beans, started giving them away to friends and neighbors to see if they liked it. And, uh, you know, the next thing you know, I'm writing a business plan, got some investors. And uh, actually, February 1 will be our second anniversary. And uh, Congratulations. We did yeah, we did five times the revenue our second year as our first year. So, so uh, yeah, we're, we're we're pretty happy about that, and hopefully, we can keep the ball rolling. It, it sounds like you all have been uh, successful, but I, I'd like to kind of just talk a little bit about that that beginning point for you, because a lot of those that are listening into this podcast are it's it's majority coffee people that that understand it and, and love it as much, but. For anyone that's ever been interested in just starting a business, I mean, you're in, you know, you're in your later part of your life, not an old man by any means, but definitely a little later on in life. And, and we're already talking about retirement and, and looking towards the future. And obviously staying active is one of those things that, that is really important to you and your wife. But how does one just kind of prepare themselves for, for creating business plans and setting up some kind of a, uh, future for yourself, knowing full well that it, it's kind of a dangerous prospect. I mean, w what were those things that went in discussion with you and your wife and, and in terms of you prospecting the idea of, of heading into coffee? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And, and I think with the internet today, there's, there are no excuses for anybody who, you know, has the ambition to get after something for themselves. So, uh, you know, I just started Googling, I Googled, you know, the specialty coffee industry, uh, where it is at now, the projections of the future, um, the growth of the industry. You know, I, I tried to do as much background research as I could as I was writing the business plan before, you know, we approached anybody, any friends or family to, uh, to say, Hey, you want to invest in our company? You know, I wanted to make sure that it was a viable, um, you know, a viable uh, industry to get into. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think that's the most important thing. I think sometimes people have rose colored glasses on and they have an idea in their head and they don't take the time to research the industry to see, is it, you know, do the numbers make sense? Because, you know, we fall in love with something and we don't pay attention to the math. And if the math doesn't work, then, you know, especially because we have investors, you know, we feel very beholden and responsible uh, to that as well, um, as we do our customers. And, uh, you know, if the math doesn't make sense, then you, you just have to take a step back and reevaluate. What would you say was the most challenging aspect of getting to this point, Jim? Because we're obviously going to be celebrating our second anniversary here uh, with the company, but what was that, that, that barrier that you might not have expected going into all of this? Besides, well, it, besides maybe not knowing exactly the roastery part and, and just kind of taking a whim at it, but but what would that challenge have been? Yeah, so I, I, probably the biggest challenge was uh, kind of the supply chain issues during the time we were getting this going. So, you know, we rented a big warehouse space because 
you know, obviously we grew out of the garage very quickly. And, um, you know, we ordered a state-of-the-art uh, roaster, and it was delayed, I'd say, more than six months. Oh, wow. And we had already started, you know, advertising. You know, one one part, part of our business is fundraising sales, and we already started advertising for that, and we're booking fundraisers, and and we didn't have a roaster big enough to handle it. So uh, luckily I found a, uh, a used, just a five-pound uh, BC uh, roaster online, and, and that's what we bought to start the company with till our till our brand-new state-of-the-art roaster came in. Beautiful. And, and, and obviously the name uh, Liberty Beans Coffee Company pays homage to, obviously, the United States and, and the men and women that came protected. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your background with that, because it, it doesn't just come into just, you know, just I, I just want to have Liberty Beans. No, this 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 means something more to you. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not a political statement. It's, uh, you know, Diane and I feel very fortunate to, to be born in the United States. And, um, you know, being both, you know, we're both teachers. And, and although Diane teaches science and I teach culinary arts, we we both encourage our our students to. Um, you know, how great this country is. And, and quite honestly, I, I used to say you can be anything you want, and I kind of changed that to you can be anything that you work to be. And uh, if you have the work ethic and you have the knowledge, um, you know, you can achieve anything. And it was kind of like, okay, well, time for us to put our words into action. We're telling all these kids that anything's possible. How about we try and make something happen for ourselves? So that was part of it. And the other part is uh, we have a son who's an active duty army combat medic. Wow. So, yeah, so we knew we were going to have a, a patriotic company. And, in fact, one of our most popular blends is called 68W. That's the call sign for army combat medics. And we donate a dollar per bag to the USO. That is fantastic. First off, thank, thank you for his service because that, that, is, um, that is quite the uh, – uh, the tough challenge to be in, in the armed forces, especially nowadays in this, this world we live in, it seems a little, <laughs> a little precarious where we, we live in and what situations are occurring globally around us. But, yeah. uh, yeah, I definitely, Diane and I definitely have some nervous moments, but, uh, we're obviously we're very proud of them and, and we're proud of our, our daughter as well, who works in, uh, in, in higher education at the university level. Absolutely. So, so tell me a little bit about the business itself now, because now that we've understood how you got into it, the challenges, the, the biggest aspects of those, of those events, we now get into the business itself, which is kind of different than just selling coffee to consumers. You also create wholesale and then distributed that for different types of events like fundraisers and catering and things of that nature. But what percentage of the business is based off of those things, Jim? Yeah, so another great question. And I think this is important for anybody who wants to start an e-commerce business to understand. And, and I didn't understand it when we first started that although the uh, online specialty coffee business is a huge market, it's, it's not that easy to break into it. And, uh, you know, I had to learn a lot of social media strategies, which to be quite honest, I really didn't want to learn. Um, but I didn't have a choice. <laughs> uh, you know, it's kind of, I mean, I'm 56, I'm not an old man, but I'm not a young man. And, uh, but you know, all that social media is definitely a young person's game. But so we, you know, we had to 
learn how to get our name out there. Um, but still, just the regular online orders weren't quite enough, at least in the beginning. And quite literally, I was driving down the street, passing a soccer field, watching a bunch of teams playing soccer, and I just literally smacked myself in the head on my fundraising. All these teams, all these schools, they're they're all selling different products. Yeah. Uh, and why not coffee? And then, so then talking to my wife, Diane, she's great at doing custom labels. So we put your custom label on our coffee bags, you know, uh, to promote your organization. And, and once we get one of those custom labels in, in a prospect's hands, a school or a team or an organization, it's a slam dunk. They're like, yeah, we're doing this. And so they make, you know, they make a good profit off it. And, and it's really helped us grow our business. That, that is a unique idea. I've never, I have to be honest with you. I've never seen coffee. I was, uh, back in my day, um, I, I was a boy scout and we did popcorn and, uh, in, in high school, I think at some point, uh, we needed some items and that we sold umbrellas. I, I live in El Paso, Texas and the heat, um, and, and of course having an umbrella sometimes during these meets was important. So umbrellas was the most unique item that I remember ever selling, but coffee, is something of, of of interest, especially because it's it's going to sell. And, and I'm guessing yeah. these these uh, fundraisers do quite well that they keep coming back to you. Oh yeah, we uh, it, it's it's uh, at least fifty percent of our revenue right now, and and then it transitioned transitioned into other private label opportunities, such as you know we have small silver bags and we do wedding labels on them for uh, wedding favors, which again is something unique. Um, we do, there are some local companies that buy, you know, small four ounce bags of coffee with their business card information on the label. So for instance, a, a plumbing company comes out to do an estimate on a job and they, as they're leaving, they leave you a bag, a four ounce bag of coffee with their information on it. There's no other company, plumbing company doing that. So if it's between you and someone else and you're leaving a little gift, which, you know, is very inexpensive for the company to do, um, you know, they're learning that that's uh, been very beneficial to them. So it's a win-win for everybody. I got to tell you, Jim, I don't think I know of any other company that does something as similar like this. Have you ever seen another company that ran, ran into this or is this something that's completely unique? You fell into that, that niche market and just said, we got we got to tap into this. Well, you know, I, I haven't, to the extent that we're doing the private labels, to me, it's it's very unique. There are some other uh, fundraising company companies out there that are, are dipping their toe in the coffee market. But, um, you know, we're not afraid of competition. We welcome it. We, we feel like there's, you know, there's plenty of opportunities for everybody. However, um, I think we're the best at doing what we do. And, uh, you know, we look forward to... Uh, to keeping that keeping that segment of the business growing, and you know what's again to me what's unique about our company is our fundraising coffee is still our premium specialty organic fair trade source beans. Uh, you know, I, I I don't want to disparage anybody else, but I'm not sure everybody is using their premium beans for something like fundraising because they're obviously they're going to give up part of the proceeds. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. And, and that's kind of where I wanted to go next in terms of coffee itself, being that we're a coffee podcast and we're talking a little bit about business and inside of the coffee world. 
how how much of of that goes into the process because obviously you don't have like the mo- the most vast background except for the years of experience that you've worked as a chef and understood flavors and 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 background of that nature how how do you go by getting coffee itself well yeah going back to the experience so uh during covid i've watched <laughs> i don't know i want to say thousands of videos on <laughs> about coffee, roasting coffee. I have to give a shout out to Mill City Roasters who has a great educational Absolutely. program. Mill City is amazing. Absolutely, it is. Yeah, so in fact, that our, our 6K Roasters and Mill City uh, Roaster. And uh, yeah, I watched all their roast alongs and then I would go to the warehouse and try and duplicate it. And uh, yeah, so I mean, again, I want to say to anybody who's interested in starting their business, um, you know, someday is today. Just get online, get the education, and then, you know, you can't have analysis by paralysis. You don't want to, you know, some people just watch the videos and never put it into practice. So got to make sure you're you're doing the work as well. And then as far as the beans, um, yeah, so I used, you know, three different importers. And, uh, you know, everybody in the coffee industry is, I think things used to be held kind of close to the vest, but yeah. now people or willing to, you know, put education out there, um, move the whole industry forward. And the importers are great, man. They just, you know, obviously they love talking about coffee and they educated me on, okay, Jim, here's, here's the bean you want, you know, this is the bean that's going to be the, the, you know, the workhorse in your roastery. Now let's talk about other origins that are going to be blending with that. And, you know, again, my favorite thing is getting samples of beans and trying to figure out what to do with it. So at this point, um, I feel like I have, you know, a great roasting system down where we develop bold, even our dark uh, roasts are, are bold flavored, but not bitter. Um, you know, if you take it a little bit too far, you get that bitterness and, and people, we've gotten great reviews on our coffee. Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to brag on us, but uh, <laughs> We're really, we're really proud of the comments uh, we get and the, and the unsolicited reviews we have online. It's been awesome. What in the coffee world were you not expecting when you got into this? That it just came in and just besides just learning as you go as well, because obviously there's only so many things that the video is going to show, and, and all of a sudden the one thing it didn't demonstrate or at least didn't produce. Uh, has occurred. What, what are those aspects of, of the business as well as in, being in coffee that just kind of like, wow, I, I didn't expect that aspect of it. Well, I would, I would say number one, the margins are pretty small, especially coffee. So you have to pay attention to your extraneous expenses. Um, and the second thing is the sheer volume of coffee available, you know, so one of my large importers, you know, I, I could, go on their website and type in Brazil and there's probably 30 different farmers that I could buy Brazil from. Sure. And, and the third thing is the fact that most of these origins of coffee production are very poor. And so there's, you know, there's a balance. So how do we, how do we help them? How do we help them pay their farm workers fair wages and uh, develop, you know, coffee growing techniques and technology without having to sell coffee at $30 a bag. So, um, you know, the more I, the more experience I have in the industry and 
the more I read about the industry and every, I mean, there's so much to learn every day. I'm buying another book or watching another video. Uh, I think that's our biggest challenge as an industry is taking care of the origins and somehow still making it affordable. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more there. Um, I, I'm looking at the website and I, I just, I love it because you, you offer a little bit of everything to everyone. You got K cups as well featured on here, uh, Holbein. And of course you can blend to order uh, depending on what the, the purchaser currently wants, but you do have quite a few things on there. And, and, and I do love all the names that are taken on there. Like you said, 60 EW for the uh, combat medics and, and $1 of that going to the USO uh, to, to the operations and helping the armed forces across the country and around the world here as well. So you also have different blends, including Don's Early Light, for anyone that doesn't know. That's a part of our national anthem in the United States. And, of course, Liberty Blend. What other items do you have available that help promote the company itself and just try to get you out there for, for all of the uh, uh, you know people looking on Instagram as well? Uh, or even just visiting the website. What are you? What are you also featuring there, Jim? Yeah, we appreciate the opportunity to talk about the website. Uh, we're, we're real proud of it, and you know, I think one of the neat things we offer is a variety pack, so you can get you know four ounces of our most pop, uh, like four four ounce bags of our most popular coffee. So for anybody out there who wants to just give Liberty Beans Coffee a try, or just is interested in specialty coffee and what the difference is between that and supermarket coffee. Um, you know, with us, the fact that we, you know, we roast in small batches, you know, you're going to get fresh, fresh coffee, um, a coffee aficionados, I'm sure are aware that, you know, coffee is best about seven to 10 days off roast. So post roast, because we need a chance for it to degas and get the carbon dioxide, uh, off the beans. And, and that's why we have a one way valve on our bags to let that CO2 out without letting oxygen in. Um, so yeah, we, we're, we're trying to get the, the best, freshest premium roasted coffee to your doorstep, uh, at the peak of its flavor profile. And just because we always get into this and, and we talk this, uh, with, with guests all the time in regards to their own origin of, of coffee, but what's your relationship with coffee, Jim, besides it being obviously the business venture, what is that connection that you have with coffee? Because it's not something they just like, well, I just fell into this coffee world. You, you have a deeper meaning with coffee itself that, that maybe you have memories of. Yeah. So, um, you know, earlier, earlier in my life, I, you know, I always was a black coffee drinker. So I just enjoyed the, the flavor the nuance of the coffee. Uh, my wife was always a cream and sugar girl and, uh, <laughs> We've got her off the sugar now, so now it's just a touch of cream. But, um, you know, I, I think, again, with my culinary background and the years of working in industry and then teaching, you know, one of my favorite things is just I do a blind taste test for myself, and I write down, you know, of course, you know, we're coffee snobs. We call it cupping. <laughs> and I'll write, down, I'll write down the flavor nuances that I taste, and then I'll see what the – origin is and i'll look it up you know in uh, in james hopman's book who you know he's to me he's the go-to guy for coffee resource sure and see how close i came to how he says that coffee should taste and you know when i'm when i'm pretty close or i nail it i'm like yeah okay i think you know 
I think this is a good a good path we're on, and uh, you know I, I can't wait to uh, to see our coffee in some some retail stores. That's our next step. That, that's yep. where I, yeah, and that's where I kind of wanted to take this now because yeah. you you you're you're obviously in business. There's always that whole idea of okay, well, we can't just stay stagnant and just status quo. We have to look at possibility of growth, and growth means you know, like you said, warehouse and bigger devices and bigger roasteries and 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 more clientele but it's not just about selling coffee it's also about increasing what you're you're trying to do and so what is the future for liberty beans coffee company yeah so definitely we're making a big push in the retail uh you know we're in a few local markets in our area and um you know again it it, I'm, i'm happy growing slow on the retail side because i want to make sure that the coffee on the shelf is as fresh as, as we say it is. Um, you know, you go into a, a large uh, chain of grocery stores and you really don't know how old that coffee is on the shelf. So we want to make sure that we're able to turn the coffee over quickly in the stores that we can deliver the service and make sure the coffee's fresh. But for sure, uh, for us to grow and to meet our goals, we, we need to make a push into retail. Um, and we have some other interesting things I think we're working on. One is a, a uh, steepable coffee bag that, you know, similar to a tea bag uh, for those that are, uh, you know, maybe campers, hunters, RV people, uh, you know, somebody who doesn't want the, uh, the waste of the plastic of the pods, the K-cup pods. You know, we're, we're, we're coming up with a, a steepable coffee bag that's 100% compostable. That is pretty good. I, I like that. I, I've seen those. Uh, obviously, the steepable coffee has become a little bit more mainstay now for a lot of other companies out there. But uh, it is an interesting little uh, prospect, especially for those that are getting into the to the world of coffee, maybe trans- transitioning maybe from a little bit of tea. And, and there's a great uh, deal of, 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 of uh, technology that, that is being adapted from, from tea to coffee and just the ideas that come into play for those uh for those new ideals uh, that, that you're trying to get into off the floor here. But Jim, tell me a little bit about the positive side of, of what you've done so far. What were those things that really you weren't expecting that, that just really made your day in terms of this business? Uh, I, it, it definitely be the interaction with our customers when they, you know, send us an email or leave us a review. Um, yeah, that's that definitely, you know, puts a smile on your face. And, and, you know, that's really why we're doing it. I mean, sure, you know, we want to build a, kind of a little retirement future for ourselves and maybe a, a legacy for our kids if they're ever interested. But really, we're, we're roasting coffee for consumers and for them to tell us that they love it and to have so many repeat customers is, is just the best. And then the fundraising part of it, um, you know, we did a, a fundraiser for our local police uh, benevolent association, the PBA, and, you know, for, for them to be selling our coffee and raising money. Uh, you know, the local elementary school in our neighborhood did a killer job on a fundraiser. And um, not only does it help us get our name out there, but they're, you know, they're, they're making a profit on it that they're turning into books or computers or whatever it might be. So to help those people has been, uh, those people uh, has been very rewarding. Um, And then, you know, listening to our customers and telling us, you know, we, we, we really had no desire to do flavored coffees and, 
and people were kept asking us, when are you going to do flavored? So again, I wanted to make sure that we could still use our, our, our premium beans and make a good flavored coffee that we could, you know, that is profitable. Uh, and, and so that's what we did. So now we offer a couple of flavors as well. Well, it is fascinating. Your story that gets from, from the start from being a teacher all the way to, to all of a sudden owning your own roastery gym. That is amazing. Like you said, it's, it's just a matter of picking it up, learning, and then just getting started, not having that uh, paralysis about wanting to get something going. I I, uh, no. I applaud yeah, I encourage- you. Oh, thank you. I, yeah, that's I encourage anybody out there as a desire, whether it's a small coffee shop or uh, that's another thing. Uh, everybody's asking us when you're going to uh, open up a a uh, retail coffee shop. It's on the radar, but uh, we'll see when that'll take place. But yeah, I encourage anybody out there who has a thought about uh, starting your own business to just to get after it i mean there's no time like the present and there's always a way to find funding and there's always a way to find the information so absolutely. i wish you all the best absolutely yeah. jim where, where can people find you yeah so uh libertybeanscoffee.com that's our website um at liberty beans coffee on instagram and liberty beans coffee on facebook and um you know go easy on my posts it's usually me posting <laughs> i uh I do the best I can. Most of our, most of my photos are just organic photos that I've taken. But uh, you know, I always try and uh, include a little motivational quote along with my my posts about our coffee. So uh, yeah, please check us out. We appreciate it. Absolutely, and and check them out, LibertyBeansCoffee.com, and then of course on IG at LibertyBeansCoffee. Jim, thank you so much. Uh, my you. pleasure. Absolutely. All the best to you. Thank New you. Year and- yeah, everybody keep getting after it out there. Thank you. And don't forget to subscribe to Everything Coffee on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And follow us on Instagram at everything.coffee.podcast. And check us out at everythingcoffee.podbean.com. Thank you for listening and doing your part in supporting local businesses in your city and around the world. <laughs>